Welcome to Yuktuan, a collective podcast showcasing the many voices of today's Kababayan. In this episode, you will meet some of the Kababayan behind this community. We ask each other questions like what Yukto is for us. Why do we think this podcast should exist? And what you, our dear listeners, can expect from our next episodes. So here's how it went. Who are you and why are you here? Of course, Janina. I'm here because I was looking through Instagram actually for Filipino content and then I saw Yukto. And actually, um, there's a writer here. Her name is, um, what's her name? She's, she's a nurse in the UK and oh, she yeah, wrote a poetry book. Yes, and she she kind of reposted a story from Yukto and I clicked onto the link and then this whole feed of Filipino content was opened up to me. And I was just like, oh my goodness, I never thought something like this existed. And there were so many people like interacting with each other. So that's how I discovered Yukto and I then messaged um, Angeline and asked her you know more for more information and she told me all about it and I attended one of their book group so Marielle was in the in the meeting too and it was just so nice to be to be a part of something where you I, where I felt really belonged to I guess I've been to a lot of like Filipino parties or Filipino gatherings but I struggled to be to feel that I'm 100% a part of the whole thing because there are some parts that I don't quite understand or that I don't quite relate to and there are parts where I can relate to um, but not 100% so yeah that's kind of me how I've discovered it and yeah I'm glad to be a part of something so so diverse and so unique and it's amazing that we all come from different parts of the world um, to come together. Janine, can I ask where you were born and where you, where you grew up? So I was born in the Philippines, but I moved here when I was really young. So I did most of my school life here. My parents moved here first. Yeah, so we moved in Hastings actually first and I grew up in oh, Hastings. Um, and then only moved to London when I started working. I've been in London now for three and a half years. Um, yeah, so that's... That's, that's me. Je m'appelle Sarah. I'm saying it in French because I'm moving to France in like a week. Oh. My mum was from the Philippines and my dad is English. So I was born in London and my mum died 11 years ago now. Um, so my mum was really my link to Philippine, the Philippines and Filipino-ness. For me, I've sort of reached out on Instagram as well because we don't have any Filipino relatives in the UK. All of my family are, there's some still in the, I mean, I've got a huge family, right? My mum was one of 10, but some of them are in the, lots are in the Philippines, lots are in America, Canada, Dubai, but no one in England. So I feel, I can feel really isolated from that kind of side of me and that heritage. And I've tried to reach out to like family and I'm really interested in, you know, my mum's story growing up and all of these things that I didn't really pay attention to when she was alive. And then like this last 10 years, I guess I've just been grieving her so much. I haven't really been able to connect in the same way, but now I really want to. I have two children of my own, two daughters, and they ask questions about their grandma, right? Their Lola. So I kind of try to reach out to my relatives. And of course it's great. You get kind of tidbits, kind of stories, 
but it's not really what I'm looking for. And so actually Instagram has been incredible. Like I've just connected so deeply and learned so much. It's just been amazing. And that's, that's what, that's just really what I want to find out more about. And so Yukto was kind of that. And I don't even know how I came across it. Just like, you know, link through accounts. And I went to the Babylon event. I went on Zoom and yeah. And then Angie, it just kind of, she's so welcoming and just what she does is amazing so it's just been amazing it's just it's incredible really so yeah i could see becky my mum is filipina my dad's english just like sarah i grew up in asia between like hong kong and the philippines it's weird because my dad has his family here but i barely am as well connected with them as i am to my family that's on the other side of the world oh. but in bristol i think i lived in a part of the city where there aren't that many Filipinos and mm. I don't really have Filipino friendships or connections in Bristol and um, anything I see like on Instagram tends to be for American Filipinos. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, I think it was like the whole BLM thing just got me more interested in delving into my own culture. Instagram does that weird thing where it kind of just shows you what it is <laughs> you were looking for really yeah. and um, just found Yog to Europa and then I did the Bub Island um, Zoom as well which was really really interesting and just sort of added fuel to the fire and then when I saw that she had created um, this community I just felt like it was again just looking for a place of belonging and finding yeah just reconnecting with other people who like are diasporic or half or something just feel the same as in a bit separated and a little in limbo <laughs> like me. Ang pangalan nako kay si Neil. Natao ko sa Cebu. I'm from Cebu. I, um, I was born in Cebu. I came here in London back in 2009 actually. Um, I came here as a nurse. I, I'm also one of you like um, first generation immigrants. However, it's just crazy because like my parents are all, all, you know, all over the place. They always travel the world. And my sister is in America. And my brother is, um, is in Canada or even traveling the world. So basically, since the, um, an early age, um, all my families are, are mm. everywhere. So it's some, something that kind of accepted in a modern Filipino family. Mm. And basically, I'm very active in human rights. It's something that I'm really campaigning about. It's all about gender um, equality, accessibility to healthcare. And, and every time I talk about my roots and my identity, there's um, most especially here in Europe and, and in London, um, it seems to me that there's not a lot of resources. The same with Janina. Every time I go to a Filipino party, I just don't connect. There's this famous saying that people say, like, Filipinos likes to discriminate other Filipino. Mm. And that's the reason why I always stand up for other Filipino, but because, I, you know, I'm a fighter for, for, um, for the underdog and that's the reason why it annoys the hell out of me every time i go to a filipino party or filipino community and they would say like oh when did you come here um are you already british blah 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 and then they they try to belittle some of the immigrants or some of the filipino students that just annoys the hell out of me and that's why it 
it gives me a disconnect in that kind of sense. However, same as Becky, when she said about like the um, Black Lives Movement, some of the people were saying like the Philippine X in America were a huge part um, working with the Panther. Do you know the Black Panther of New York? Yeah. yeah. And, and I was thinking like, oh my God, that's me. I mean, I... I fight for human rights for other people. I hope there's something like that here, here in the UK or here in Europe. And then I stumbled upon um, a animation about Filipino and also the the Babylon um, writing. And I said, like, you know what? I use that for my WhatsApp, my Babylon, and even even for my Facebook. It's Babylon. Oh my God! I I really um, um, connect with this. So I dig more about Yugtoru um, Europa, even with all our busy schedule, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said like, um, there's something that I could relate. There's something that I could say that I'm, I would be very proud of because first and foremost, it's modern. Mm. It's accepting and it's, it's very open-minded. I know our parents or probably the older generation have this generational gap that we cannot relate to the diaspora of the Philippines. But I hope that the platform can give this, um, can, can give that bridge to connect to the, the generational gap. There's one thing that I've I've read as well that majority of the Filipinos don't don't feel the identity because of the 300 years of colonization and because our identity has been suppressed so much for 300 years and 50 years with with America and then 10 years with Japan, then who are we as the Filipinos? Are we Pacific Islanders? Are we Southeast Asia? Are we are are we Latino um, Latino Asian, yeah. which is the only Latino Asians ever? <laughs> so this is the reason why our our we seek so much in this kind of group like to Europa because our identity has been steered, suppressed all generation i've read through one in in Yukto europa that a lot of people were condemning the you know the miss miss universe candidate of cebu where she was wearing the magellan um magellan attire and of course we condemn about that because because if the black lives movement and also the the um the the inuits or the the native um native um canadians are trying to get their, um, how to call this, identity back. How can we not get our identity back as Filipinos? Hi, my name is Isabella Lozano. I am a second year international and European law student at the University of Groningen in the north of the Netherlands. I identify more or less as a Filipino American, however, more strongly with my Filipino side. And that's what brought me to Yugto Europa, just being able to connect to Filipinos. And I noticed that here in the north of the Netherlands, there aren't that many. So just to be able to connect in one way or another, being so far away from the homeland, I thought it would be a good idea to join this group. I'm a graphic designer from the Philippines. I discovered Yugto because I was volunteering with Gantala Press and they had a sign-making workshop with Yugto. Tapos I met the ladies of Yugto, si Ange and all the others there and they seemed very friendly and very warm and very full of energy. So I was very curious. So I stalked their Instagram page and I saw that they're an online bookstore in Europe but it was so much more than that. There, there was a sense of community so 
ayun, I started following them and eventually Angge reached out to me for an intellectual chismisan. And syempre, syempre, I was very interested to get to know her more kasi nga, dun sa, as a host with Uh, at design making workshop she was very lively you know she she seemed like a very interesting person kaya yun we started talking and now i'm here <laughs> thank you angge for reaching out to me <laughs> ako si angeline kalieha i'm currently based in the netherlands rotterdam and um i'm from rizal i'm a rizalenya no hi cat So that means I am Kat in Cantonese. And um, I have been living in Hong Kong for more than 27 years, I think. More than 27 years. And I, Yugto is a place for me to be able to connect with people who have been away from their home country, which is our home country in the Philippines, but who still wants to be in touch with our roots to get to know our roots. And I am thankful that we have this community here that we could all share our experiences on growing up and getting to know ourselves together. I think I discovered it when I liked a, I'm not sure, maybe I liked something that was related to you on Instagram. I'm not really sure, honest, to be honest, I don't remember, but I think maybe that is why I got connected to you on Instagram. When I like something, I think it's within the uh, in the European area. So maybe I liked it, and then I stumbled upon in uh, Yugto's Instagram, and so I followed, and we got connected. So that's how I found about Yugto. Ako si Abby Grace Bangad. So I'm a student at Ryerson University doing film studies. I'm working towards graduating in the fall, and right now I'm doing my internship. I discovered Yugto. on Instagram and I saw like a few people that I follow on Instagram that I met personally followed the account and I saw the posts and they were really like all about like the Filipino culture and really promoting like the art scene so mm. I was interested in that because my background's film so it's mm-hmm. like creative stuff right. so I, I followed and yeah that's how I discovered that it kind of helped me reconnect with my roots back home mm. so that was what really made me follow the account and be more like active around it hello everyone Shakmajama, and i'm here to learn more about our, our culture of course filipino culture and uh, meet new friends of course as well And I met Yugto through Ange. She messaged me and we talked about Filipino cultures and yeah, we enjoyed together talking. Then we invite each other's thing in the org. That's why. I am Atina Esteban, actually an expat right now, currently in the Maldives. I joined Yugto because uh, Yugto is founded by a very good friend of mine. She's actually a very a sister to me. Uh, from a different mother, uh, Angeline. So it was introduced with me with Angeline. And I actually joined Yugto because I've been out in the Philippines for quite some time, like seven, eight years. With Yugto, I, uh, I learned that there are a lot of cultures in the Philippines and things that I haven't known yet, or maybe I already forgot. That's why I'm in Yugto. Who is Yugto for you? Yugto for me is... 
for me, it feels a lot like a social network that you can really use to be able to communicate and talk about the culture of the Philippines. So it's really good that you guys started this initiative because I feel like it can be very, you can be very disconnected from the homeland, especially if you don't know where to start. It's like you're being thrown off into the deep end. So it's always good to have some sort of social connection in the form of culture or just being able to communicate online and talk about what's familiar to us. That's what it is for me. It's just being able to be a little bit more connected. For me, when she talked to me, it felt like I've known her for a long time eh, because she's such a warm person and she has so much stories to tell. And it's very inspiring. Eh? It's very empowering what, what she's been through. Eh? So for Yugto, for me, it's, it's like this community, this family, an extension of myself. Like for me, for me uh, like a way for me to connect with my Kababayans, even though they're not here with me. Because I've lived in the Philippines all my life. So I don't know what it's like living outside of it. Sure, I've been to other countries, but I've never lived there. So I don't know what kind of life is there, no? especially for Filipinos. So ayun, it was very interesting to hear their stories. So, ano, chikahan no, with people, like sharing experiences online. That's what Yuto is for me a way for me to, I don't know, uh, be more Filipino, I guess. Because it's rediscovering then the culture, no, kahit outside of the Philippines, buhay na buhay yung culture ng Pinoy. So it's very, it's very nice. Yugto uh, is my revenge. I was telling Mariel that earlier. Revenge because... Yeah. To be precise, it's creative revenge. Uh, I made it during the corona, the height of corona. <laughs> so you can imagine that it, I, I lost my job or I was not able to find a job because of corona. And, and yeah, I'm just staying at home. So I said, okay, I need to do something for myself. I need to do something. I need to do something. So I started YouTube. For me, Yugto really is like a symbol of like Filipinos like immigrating in mm. a way and mm-hmm. like finding or like settling or like even, you know, trying to find yourself in a space that you somehow don't belong, but you want to make it your home mm. kind of mm-hmm. it's like a new chapter in your life. So when you're immigrating as well, so it's kind of like starting from scratch. And then you found yourself in this one place. Right, right. Building that new chapter. So that's kind of so, like relates to Yugto, you know? I think Yugto is everyone. Because Yugto is everyone who has a voice. And simply put, it is everyone. <laughs> Even if you're not Filipino, just someone who feels like they have a voice and it hasn't been heard. That's who Yugto oh, is. Oh, that's lovely. Yugto Europa is a bridge. And it's something that can give us I hope, I, I think, that connects us to the deeper sense of who we are. Actually, Yugto for me is more than a community, but it's a family whereas you shared different interests of the Filipino 
that uh, some people know and uh, you just try to share what you love about the Philippines. For me, that's, that's how Yugto is. Why did you join Yugto? This obviously has a lot to do as well, very much related to my story of how I became a migrant to um, Europe and to the Netherlands more specifically. The whole reason why we wanted to join was just, again, to be connected to our culture back in the Philippines, which I personally haven't experienced and seen in such a long time. But also, it's to be able to become more aware of what it means to be part of the diaspora. So when you're sort of trying to figure out your identity at this stage in life, it kind of gets a little bit confusing. It gets very hard. And I realized last night when I was talking to my sister about you know, what it means to be a Filipino in Europe, being at this age where you're forming your identity, that's when you come to realize this is what it means to be part of the diaspora. To be part of the diaspora is to be connected with other Filipinos, even if it's not immediate, even if they're not, you're not directly blood related to them, by virtue of the culture that you're related to them, by, um, by your shared experience in becoming a migrant, that's what it means to be part of the diaspora. It wouldn't really make much sense if you didn't, if you didn't really, as a Filipino, try and join the diaspora, because it can feel like such an isolating experience. Becoming a migrant isn't an easy experience, that's for sure. But just being able to connect, not only with my culture, but to connect and understand what it means to be part of the diaspora, I think that's sort of in retrospect the reason why I decided to join Yugto Europa. I joined Yugto because just, just from looking at their Instagram, I already judged that there would be, it would be a very open community, a very welcoming one. Siguro dahil alam kong Pinay yung nag-start ng a group and I know that Filipinos talaga are a very welcoming bunch. You know? We are very warm-hearted, lala na towards our fellow kababayans na we treat each other as if we're family. So, and another thing is, uh, when I first learned about uh, the term Philippines, no, naging official word na siya sa Webster, that was something na confused me kasi I had no idea what it was. Tapos, the need for it. So first I was laughing at it. Like, oh my God, that's so stupid. Why do we need a, a name like that? But then I saw Yugto use that term. And then parang suddenly, parang nagkaroon ng spark na, ah, parang humble nga ako na parang, ah, kasi nga, I'm laughing at it because I don't understand it. Because I don't know anything. So I thought that Yugto would be a great opportunity for me to learn and unlearn some of the things that, that I do know, diba? So parang, ayun. So eventually, naiintindihan ko na yung Philippines na word. And it's a very powerful one. Kasi wala namang mag ng word kung walang need for it. And there is such a big need for the word. That's why... And that's why sobrang thankful ako nakita ko Yugto. Kasi talagang life sa process talaga of learning and unlearning the things that you know. Diba? 
it would be a space for us to get connected, to know more about our roots. And like me, living in Hong Kong, I don't really know much about our history, which is sad. And like, if you were, if you were to ask me, are you Filipino or are you a Hong Kong person? I am always stuck in two different places because I am not really that connected to my Filipino side. And I hope that with the community I am in right now would help me explore more about it and learn more about our history and to be more proud of why we are Filipinos and share them to the world. I wanted to do something with my creativity. Like, mm. I just didn't want it to be like, okay, yeah, you're in film school. You're mm. making films. Mm -hmm. That's great and all. But like, right. how are you contributing to like your community, your society, or like you as a Filipino kind of? So I kind of like want to touch base on that by mm. volunteering. And I thought like at that, at that point, I was just like, maybe this is a good idea to kind of like use my skill and actually cultivate it. I thought I might share my skills and like editing in a way or like mm. being creative or like do flyers or stuff like that. Wow. And I thought like, you know, it's a great opportunity. And if I can put it on like a resume as like a volunteer experience, then right. that'd be also great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I thought. So I, I joined Yvdo. I joined simply because it spoke to me. And I think the vision and mission that Angeline told me about Yipto should be heard more by more people. And so that's what I wanted. I'm hoping that my joining Yipto will make other people join it so mm. that they'll feel more heard. Actually, I want to meet new people mm. in a different uh, locations around the world, of course. I joined Yugto because I wanted to be reconnected once again in my Filipino roots. A very huge history lover, but then I will say that I am bad at Philippine history. I'm also bad at Philippines uh, culture, I will say. I, I know quite a few of our culture, which I used, but then not like I was actually astounded when I see people from uh, core Filipino in U.S. that are more into Philippine history, more on the languages that we speak, more of the, uh, they care more of the Philippines than how much I care. Since I was out quite long time in the Philippines, I actually love a different country and I know their language, their culture compared to the culture and the uh, tradition of the Philippines. I just know the basic. So for me, being in Yugto connects me on the roots where I've learned more, even though I'm not that very active in the group, but then I read, I try to more socialize. Then I feel like I was back into the Philippines and I'm learning again history that I forgot. What is your vision and your mission of Yugto and podcast? What our goal is specifically with the podcast is really just to be able to hear both literally and figuratively the voices of uh, a Filipina or a Filipino. Because oftentimes, especially I can speak from personal experience, it's been, it could be a very isolating experience going into Europe, not knowing anything about the culture, not knowing about culture shocks or how a specific system works. And just to be able to hear it, even if it's through a podcast, when you're out on your bike or when you're in work and you have uh, time to spare, just to be able to listen to the 
this podcast and to engage even in this seemingly minute way that is already very important it can help filipinas feel seen it can help them realize that whatever they're going through whatever experience that they're facing in europe whether good or bad is one that is not only could be specific to them but it's also shared among our community and the pamilya and also provide a forum of discussion for filipinas filipinos to be able to discuss about a specific topic that they hear in the podcast and relay their experiences or their opinions to others. It's very important to have that discourse as well. Yugto should be this avenue for people to be able to tell their stories, for people to come together, for our kababayans to really come together and discuss, or not even discuss, just tell their stories and share their experiences. You know, like Filipinos, they love to gather. And when they're together, ang daming kwento. We never run out of stories to tell. Diba? Mula lunch, hanggang dinner, tuloy-tuloy lang ang daldalan. Because we always have something to tell. And I think that's really fun to put that into a podcast, that culture of togetherness as Filipinos. Masaya siya na kung makokondense natin siya into a podcast. How do I vision it? I think it would be like yeah, our safe, uh, our safe area. Like you mentioned earlier, if we have some things that we want to talk about, but it's not really too much um, spoken for outside of a community. And within, at least in our community, we would be able to tackle them and um, get the support from each other and get, get advice, get insights on how to deal with such um, situations. So I think, I feel like our vision, for my vision for Yugto is a place for that. And it would be a community with a lot of help, support that you can get, that you won't be able to get from somewhere else. Break the stigma. People assume that, oh, you're brown, you're Filipino, you're short, you're just this certain person. But I think within the Yugto community, I think we will be able to show ourselves that we are more than just a brown skin, short girl. I could be a smart and a, an empowered leader or a woman that could inspire a lot of people, but just because of my skin, they think otherwise. And for Yugto, I think it would be a great place for us to show them and prove it to other people that we're not just like that. We're not just brown. We could be powerful as well, like other colors or cultures or whatnot. Initially, when I thought when when we were discussing about like the podcast happening, um, the idea that came to my mind to like just immediately was like, oh, it's like a great platform to kind of like introduce different like Filipinos are like around the world doing mm-hmm. their own craft like right. creative wise like poetry like writing mm-hmm. like film music I and I thought that was a, re- a really good idea to kind of like you know um, make people aware that these talented people exist mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's also kind of like a, a pride thing where like yeah, we're talented, you know, like, yeah, don't just yeah, settle yeah. yourself with, like, the, the popular, like, right, 
right. actors, actresses, art, artists in the Philippines. Yeah. They go to like the, yeah. the low-key niche people that yes. are really good at what they do, yes. but they're not broadcasted because right. it's just not what the people want. Right. Of. Not it's kind yet. of like weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't have the exposure. So, mm. yeah. I know there's like a lot of programs Yugdo has, but I'm not too familiar with them. Mm. But for the most part, I think it's really good for people who immigrated and also lived here, but or who grew up here pretty much mm-hmm. and, and were born here and not really in touch with their roots because. I don't know what the the status is like. Maybe it's kind of like their parents really didn't, I don't know, expose them too much of it because, you know, they live in the West now. So they're more exposed to like the Western culture rather than the Filipino culture. So there's also like that clash and then they kind of feel like they're just like floating. I'm like, I don't know where I belong, you know? Like, am I like in the West or in the Filipino side? Like, I don't know, it's weird. But the Mm. whole exposure thing and being part of something Mm. I think is one of the main things that I was thinking of when thinking about the podcast in general mm. and where it's going. Yeah. For the Yuktuan podcast, I would like it to reach more people who feel marginalized, I guess. Mm. I mean, and I think we all do, no matter who we are, um, whether it's the colonizer <laughs> or the colonized or anyone in between or outside of that. Um, I think we all have that feeling of just not being heard. And so yeah. my goal for the podcast is that we all feel that, that somehow if it's in a little way, even if it's just a little way, that we all deserve to be heard and are heard. I mean, when with a podcast that like you can hear people, I feel like the stories are heard better when you mm. like are hearing their voices because you can like I don't know there's so much with the tone and with how they say it and how they deliver their stories I think that's really powerful when someone is given the voice to like you know obviously when we do the next podcast and we invite uh, other people to share their stories I think that's really empowering to have someone share their stories with their own voice um I think that's really, really powerful. And being in conversation, I think, like to have a conversation about it, I feel like it's because it's not forced, it's developed and it, it's open. And it's just nice to have a conversation with another person where you feel like you can share and be vulnerable to. I think we have a lot of vulnerability in all of our experiences and in all of our upbringing. And it's nice to share that with someone who understands and who you feel really safe to, to do that. And yeah. I think, yeah, that's really good. So I love yeah. how it just feels like such a say, I know, but it does feel such a safe space. It feels inclusive. It feels, it feels like a, you know, I, I've grown no up. No judgment. No judgment. And everyone Absolutely. seems to the same. Everyone has the same, like, I feel like it goes without saying that we all just have the same objectives, which is like decolonization, inclusivity, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, trans rights, queer rights, all of this kind of stuff. It's just, it's just there. And it's just really, really beautiful. Um, yeah it's a way to represent us and just normal people like normal ordinary like people with extraordinary stories you know our extraordinary lives here in the uk of what we go through as philippine x i think that's that's really nice that you don't have to be someone famous to have your stories heard 
that people can relate to you in a human level I think because sometimes I think we see loads of the media of like highlighting these kind of you know heroic stories from really famous people but what about like you know us um I think that's nice to represent and to be relevant we want to be relevant I think that's so true I agree with just romanticizing something if we don't have everyone it would be nice just to like physically meet people as well like beyond just like your Instagram or like a Zoom like it'd be nice to sort of do something experientially together that connects us like to go into food. I think it's a chance to go really deeply into topics as well because you obviously have so much time over the different like episodes and seasons so yeah I guess that would be my vision just for all these different because all of us have got such different experiences, right? It just feels Absolutely. like there's crossover, of course, and but there's no one, two people, I think, who have, a, who have the same story yet that I've come across. So um, just to hear everybody else's voices and to go deeply into it and, and just start to get like that deep kind of understanding from that. I like this idea of reinterpreting the classics. Yes. So for some people, it's, you know, it's, visit, it's learning about them for the first time. But for other yeah. people who've grown up with them, it's about revisiting them through a modern yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Where does it stand now? And with the diasporic influences. So that's one of the reasons why I love the fact that there's so many people. Because for me, if I was just doing this in silo, I think that it would be really easy if I'm trying to, you know, the truth is that we don't we will never have we will never know what the philippines could have been if colonization hadn't happened and there has been so much gap in between it's really hard to kind of recapture what it was like pre-colonially because you know we just don't have that information so i think that if you're just doing it in silo it's like the myth of the mother motherland you can really kind of try and recapture um this this pre-colonial time but you're you can create something, you know, you're, you can be yearning for something that never actually existed. Do you know what I mean? It's really easy to idolize and mythologize it. And oh, it would have been, it it was utopia. It would have been all of this, but I really like the way that all the different voices can kind of keep it real. And Mm. uh, we can kind of, kind of reinterpret it for what it is for us, but in a, in a way that's really grounded in reality, grounded in the, um, the realities of the Philippines today, do you know what I mean? And not mm. create this this mythic land that could never have existed and never did exist, do you know what I mean? Regarding about our goals as well, it's more of like, yes, correct. You were, um, what Janina was saying about, um, it needs to be organic because if it's being forced, then, then, some, then you'll be like, um, so limited to that resources only. However, of course, this is, this is what life stories are. Life stories is, it's always changing and always like depends on the emotion and the, the experiences and each experiences are valid mm. and each, um, each stories are valid. And of course we came from a different um, backgrounds where I'm from, I'm one of the, you know, like first generational immigrant, uh, I think in, in this subgroup that we have. And I do have some, some how to call this, cultural experiences who, um, growing up in the Philippines as well. And it's also linking up and, mm-hmm. and putting it locally, but globally in that kind of sense. Mm-hmm. So the podcast will be great to 
know more about our culture and be taking pride of that one and and probably modernizing our our filipino heroes mm. modernizing their values modernizing because what um what sarah was um saying a while ago that she, he just uh, she just um um, learn about um, Jose Rosal. I said, like, okay, let's put Jose Rosal on spotlight again. Let's try to modernize him. Why he is still relevant in this 21st mm -hmm. century? Who is Jose Rosal in the 21st century? Something like that. And mm -hmm. and how can we relate to to him? Because at the end of the day, what Jose Rosal did is like freed us from 300 year, years of slavery through literature, mm -hmm. through putting. Yeah putting that pen on the paper and exactly and that is so powerful and the more and what we are trying to do here is a modernizing way of of freeing ourselves is because podcast is now a modern tool of literature mm. yeah so in it's it's a way of connecting the what has been done in the past connecting what is can be new and modern right now and also also going back to what sarah um, um, said a while ago that it's also collecting the stories, um, um, also the different, probably the different cultural background and food. I'm going back to food again. Um, yeah, I think because I didn't have a breakfast yet. <laughs> so um, that's the reason why I'm, I'm like thinking about it. Anyways, because, no, I'm so involved with food right now from the, from the Asian community because people listen, y'all. People listen if you talk about food because they want to know more about your culture in a safe space. Oh, that's so interesting. They want, yeah. yeah, they want to, to know why did you put this? Where did you get that? What, oh, I didn't know that you have Indian in your culture. Yes, because India came to, um, to the Philippines before Spain. Uh, I, China, um, the Chinatown, in, in the Philippines is the oldest in the world. And we still, we have the, um, we are the descendants of the Polynesia for crying out loud. And we still have the rainforest food from the Itas, you know, that we need to celebrate that. They cook through bamboos and, and shit like that. So these are the things that we need to say that that's ours and we're part of that. And it, it, it invites people to learn more, to have this conversation. So basically, Pod, the um, YouTube podcast is a modern tool of heroism, I think. A modern tool of, of saying that we recognize our ancestors, we recognize our heroes, and we recognize our culture, we recognize our diversity, our gods and goddesses. Because to be honest with you, Janina, Becky, and Sarah, we are doing the motherland a huge favor mm. in putting our culture, our stories mm. to the rest of the world. Who are the people you want on the podcast? Right now, because I started Yugto as a book club. So right now the people or the kababayan that I was thinking are the authors, the writers. I would love to hear their, their perspective and how do they find inspiration writing and yeah, just being a writer, a Filipino, Philippine ex-writer. I would love to hear the stories and the perspectives of the Kababayan in the Philippines. I'm currently living in the, the Netherlands abroad. And for me, I cannot go back anymore in the Philippines because I don't see myself there anymore. I don't see my future there anymore. 
And if I go back, what would I do? Or I should start again from the bottom. And it's just empowering right now that people choose to stay in the Philippines, even though there's, yeah, we know that it's getting hard or it's harder to live right now in the Philippines, but you guys stay. So the kababayan in the Philippines stay. And yeah, that keeps going. Padayon <laughs> keeps going, right? That there's a hope and to their future in the Philippines. And that they just keep on moving forward and trust the process of the, okay, they will make it even though they don't go abroad or even though they just stay in the Philippines. It's, they have like that perspective, that courage. Now, I will stay here because I believe there, there is something here for me. So I would love to hear that kind of story. I hope the Yugtoan podcast or the Yugto community, familia would would be a would be a bridge for the for the kababayan in in the Philippines and in the diaspora like because yeah i've noticed because i'm communicating with the filipino in the philippines and the filipino in the philippine ex in the diaspora and there's a gap between them and I hope that we realize through Yugto and podcast, we realize that we, our lives are intertwined, that we're connected, kabit-kabit. For me naman, baliktad, since I live here naman in the Philippines, what I would like to hear more would be stories of people living outside of the Philippines. I want to, to, to hear about their stories, their experiences, Lalo na, I, I have no idea what it's like there. Mga tao dito, we have this, like, meron kaming illusion na if you're living abroad, you're living well, masarap ang buhay, ganyan, ganyan. But then I realized, no, may kanya-kanya talaga tayong struggles. While I'm struggling here, I, I, I think before na the Filipinos outside of the country are living a better life than me. But it turns out na they are also going through the same struggles. So I think ang masaya na marinig even the most day-to-day ordinary stories of Filipinos. Kasi kahit nasabihin nila, ah, it's nothing, it's mundane, it's not important, I don't want to tell my story. I think that's not true because each of our stories are very important. Lalo na, malay natin, it can help someone who's also going through the same thing. It would make them feel less alone. But it would empower them, it would inspire them, it would motivate them. So now, no story is too small to tell. So parang yun yung mga bagay, mga stories that I want to hear from this podcast. So the target person of the interview is the Filipino from anywhere around the world. It could be a Filipino in the Philippines who have the most accurate picture of what's going on in the homeland or even Filipinos in Europe people of the diaspora and even if you're a first generation Filipino or a second generation immigrant you all have this very um, unique experience that we all face so it's always good to have um, them being represented as part of the podcast not only that not only that but we can even take it a step further we we include half Filipinos we have people who may be of um, Filipino ancestry but um don't really feel connected to the homeland. 
Um, another, pe another person of interest would be Filipino workers who have left the country in search of a specific job, for example, even though it could be only temporary, or people who really want to address issues that are faced by Filipinos. And they don't necessarily even have to be Filipinos to that extent, actors in the field who influence issues that could directly um, influence Filipinos, whether they are local politicians or lawmakers, subjects of interest that could affect us in the longer term. I think the people that I really want to hear from are those who grew up, let's say, in, in Canada or like the UK and are exposed to like the environment differently. They, they grew up more Western. Oh, okay. I wonder what their journey was like, kind of like trying to reconnect with their Filipino roots, because that's yeah. interesting to me. I grew up in the Philippines and like I'm, I'm so close to the roots and I'm, I find it strange that some people like... I, I have a cousin, um, when I first met her, she didn't know how to speak Bisaya, but she was able to understand it. So I was like, how does wow. that work? You know, like, <laughs> kind of strange. Like, how do you speak it? You know, like, right, you know, things right. like that make me question and make me just want to understand. I'm like, what kind of things influence their childhood pretty much and mm. like how they were exposed to like the, the Filipino culture. So there's that. And then there's the whole other creative scene. But that was the main thing that I really wanted to get out of the podcast i normally prefer the people who are up and coming or um who aren't usually heard from mm. and i know that's very generic so for me like even in the philippines when i started hearing about people like designers or artists or you know even bands when they are just beginning mm. i i love to be the one to like Maybe uh, how do you call it? Be like the the in between to like oh you know you can get on this one so that you'd reach more people or something like that. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of people that I would like to be on the podcast. Where you know I'm like with the with the talks that um, Angeline is doing on Yukto or the the webinars that I've heard before where you're talking about like maybe um, by buying the the traditional Filipino um, writing. Um, yeah. I didn't know there was bye bye in in different dialects as well, or something like that. But you know, just stuff that they've been going on and existing, but we just don't know about it. Just because maybe, like what you said, um, the the colonizer controls the content yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Or like the Ilongo weavers or something like mm -hmm. stuff that are dying. You know, the yeah. industries are dying. So yeah. those are the kinds of people that I would like on the podcast. As of now, I'm interested more on uh, on our ancestors, mm -hmm. like siguro wang od or oh, yeah. recently I've learned about the ano, um, parang ancestors ni Bonifacio yung mga ganon. Oh. Kung sino na yung mga future nila ganon. Oh wow. So parang Following interesting their diba? Parang yeah. <laughs> ha? Following their footsteps ganon. Yeah. yeah. Parang interesting lang kung ano sila ngayon ganon. So I think for me, I would like to interview the people who came in Hong Kong first, like the first, the older generations of the Filipinos who came to Hong Kong. I'm pretty sure that they have dealt or they have different experiences from the second generations like me or the third generations like my niece and nephews. I would like to try to interview more of the first generations. What were their experiences how they dealt with living in in a new country and i think that would be interesting for me as my share to the yugdo 
community is to get more in touch with the people, with the older generation too, so that we could have a bridge that connects both old and new generation. Why do you think this community or podcast should exist? What the listeners can get out from Yugtuan podcast? What we would like most for people, especially you, the uh, members of the audience, to take away from the specific podcast is not only to hear personal experiences of, from other people who are Filipinos, not only in the diaspora, but also in the Philippines, it's also to be able to talk about more collective issues, such as, for example, colorism in the Philippines, beauty standards that has been um, very colonized, um, specific mentalities that Filipinos have that could be detrimental um, to our own well-being, for example. Um, and it all kind of forms its own little network of both personal experiences and more bigger group experiences. So that's what we kind of want to discuss with podcasting. With podcasting, it's a very safe, it's a very intimate environment. When you're just talking as if you're talking to your kapit um, bahay, for example. So yeah, that's what would be hopefully the greatest benefit that you guys would take away. I think the podcast is really important in sort of, I wouldn't say introducing like the Filipino culture, because I know there are a lot of other podcasts out mm. there that already talk like a lot of stuff about right. like, the Filipino culture, what it means to be like a Filipino stuff. Right. But I feel like this podcast is even more important because I don't think a lot of the Filipinos recognize that they're really capable of being creatives and it comes from, I'm, I'm not sure if it's the culture or like the mentality, but a lot of the people choose their careers based on what their family says they need to yeah. do or, yeah. Still, or right? what they think is like a, the most stable and most reliable source of income. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's more to being a Filipino than just being like, I don't want to be stereotypical, no, like no, a no. nurse or a doctor. Right, you know I mean? right, right. Yeah, yeah. There, there's more. There's more out there. I will say they would see, and even though they were in a different part of the uh, the world, they will feel like they are just right next to the Philippines, especially in this type of the situation we're in right now, that we have coronavirus and we go home. We wanted to be more of like in the Philippines, being in the Philippines is like being home, but then you are far from the Philippines. I am also not in the Philippines right now. So being in this podcast brings you a little bit of the taste of the Philippines. Even though we talk about food, what's your favorite food? How would you like your adobo taste like? Have you missed halo halo and all of those things? It's even though you have Jollibee there and I don't have Jollibee, the taste of Jollibee in the Philippines is definitely different from all over the world. So it's just that being in the podcast, hearing it when you're going to work, it feels like you're back into the Philippines. So it feels nice, brighten up your day. So just, just probably that's it. For the listeners, I started YouTube because I cannot find my Filipino, Philippine ex-community here in the Netherlands that time because coming from, from the Philippines, I, I, I was always surrounded by Filipino and my family and that for me was too much. And then when I came here, I had really like the independence, the 
all the freedom. So I chose to be alone. And I was also trying to, to, to find the Filipino community, but it was not really a success. And I don't want to judge because we are really different people. And I don't want to, yeah, to, to just stick to the people I'm dif- uh, the same with, right? You don't grow with that. But through Yugtod, I really found the people or the tribe that I would want to be with. And that's really empowering if you're with the right people around you. I think this this community, this podcast should exist because I need it too. <laughs> I need it too. Yeah. Hi there, Abby here. In behalf of the Yugtoan podcast, I would like to say a pasasalamat to the people in this podcast. So, in Cebuano, I would like to say daghang salamat to Unos Sound for providing Yugtoan podcast for its music. I am also extending my gratitude to all the speakers present in this episode. Follow us on Instagram ayugto.eu for more updates.